OK. Les poules lagging down. Les poules lagging down. The English translation is when the chicken um, has teeth. Oh, well, uh, like when the pigs... Uh when pigs fly yeah like, it's the same thing. <laughs> can you like, imagine yeah, when the chicken has chicken. teeth <laughs> hi i'm alex and i'm grace we are two trauma survivors who are married and just learning how to love grow and heal together Thank you for joining our podcast, Love and Grace. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about the fact that even though we're both black, mm-hmm. we're from other cultures, right. right? I'm Haitian, born in Haiti, and he's African-American. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, I always forget. <laughs> I always forget to wear my ring. I'm here. I'm claimed. Where we at? <laughs> so, um, so even though we're, you know, both black, we have different cultures. Yeah. And that's something that we've kind of had to confront in different ways in our marriage. Right. This episode is going to be, you know, just a little bit lighter than the other episodes. But it, we're still going to be talking about how it impacts our marriage and our relationship. Yeah. And I'm really excited because we have a game at the end. <laughs> which really gives you an insight into our... Um, our everyday life, at least from Alex's standpoint. So we'll <laughs> we'll go to that soon. So what's your first question, babe? Oh, how did it um how did our cultures play a role in our every in our marriage? How did our cultures do you want me to answer that or you want to answer that? You go ahead. Okay. Um I would say that even from like planning our wedding, like before we got married, uh you really saw how cult our cultures were so totally different. Um, so in American culture, it's more like individualistic, right? Um, you know, people leave their house when they're 18 to go, you know, whether they're going to college, doing something else, but they usually leave their house at some, when they become adults. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's more like the goal in American culture is to leave home, to build your own home. While the goal in Haitian culture is even when you leave to build your own home, you're really just expanding the community. You're not creating your own community. Mm. So um, so my culture is very community-based. Now, in our wedding, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out our um, wedding guest, I thought that Alex was going to have a harder time um, figuring out his wedding guest because... I caught my 50 quick. <laughs> Caught my fifty quick. Now we were only gonna send a hundred invites, and then from there, whoever answered, you know, mm-hmm. at you know appropriate time is who we're keeping. <laughs> but and I have the most immediate family, like more immediate does. family. Than she does. I'm telling. So I'm one of three. Alex is one of what eight? There's yes, there's eight of us. <laughs> one of eight siblings. Yet somehow it was harder for me to narrow down my list. I really thought he was gonna have a harder time. Mm-hmm. I really did. But, um, so when I was coming on my guest list, my auntie and my mom were like, well, this is this family friend, this distant cousin. And I'm like, I haven't <laughs> that seen. saw you once. <laughs> I've never met these people. Or if I've met them, I haven't spoken to them in decades. Mind you, I'm 26. So if I haven't spoken to them in decades, that means. You were six. <laughs> I was like five, four, maybe three. I was a single digit person. 
the lower single digits. Right. Like lower single digits when I even talked to them or even remember or met them. But it was but, a meaningful conversation when you had that last conversation. When what? you were three? With that one, with that one that, person? That's why you, they had to be invited. It's so great. So having to narrow it down, and I really had to like come back with my mom my auntie, like, nope to these people. But then at some point, too, I had to realize that, okay, there are some of these people um, that do need to come, even though they're not immediate family. So I found some ways to compromise that way. And then the week before my wedding, I got to the point where I was like, listen, why I was really, throw, I, I had to throw like a fit. I was upset because I was like, stop adding people to my list the people i have are coming the people you're adding i'm gonna call them myself and tell them but i, I was not gonna do that but i needed my family to know i was serious that i was gonna call them myself you weren't gonna do it you, had, you didn't tell me you weren't, you weren't gonna do it because I, I needed them to know i was so i needed them to know and they took me seriously they took me seriously my my auntie and my mom both took me because I, I I just didn't want the wedding to get shut down because you could our say venue no. is so small. I'm like, all right, yo. <laughs> so yeah, we definitely saw that in our um just putting together our guest list. Like Alex is like, okay, this is my immediate family. Boom. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this is my immediate family. But like, I had like people in like California and like Alabama, Georgia, mm-hmm. North Carolina that I wanted to invite, mm-hmm. but I was like, nah, we're gonna keep it in state. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to go over these numbers. And yeah. I know I want to make sure that I got enough people. So I'm like, she said, I'm going to go crazy. So I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure I was good. On the yeah, other side. He was much. He was he was definitely yeah, much. I did not anticipate how much that was going to take. No. So does it play a factor in our marriage? A factor? A factor. <laughs> yeah, it plays a factor a lot. Yeah. <laughs> does it play a factor in our marriage? Absolutely. Uh, even now with me being pregnant. The way that we approach pregnancy in the Haitian culture mm-hmm. is very private. Um, and it's for him, it's like, I don't, we know the gender, but I don't care. We yeah. just tell people the gender. Like, it's not a big deal for him, but for our culture, gender, name, gender, name that kind of stuff, it's very, yeah. um, it's very private. So, so we didn't have, what a is lot your answer? Of, to we didn't that? have a lot of traditions. <laughs> like, everybody's like, everybody's for, them, for themselves, pretty yeah. much. So, like, what I what I grew up and like didn't like from the my family, I just don't bring into my other like into the marriage or whatever. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I guess we can like you saying like the gender and all of that stuff. I didn't have any, I didn't have many traditions, so mm-hmm. um, so I, it plays a factor. Only like cultural stuff, like you haven't seen um, coming to America or I like <laughs> like that. Just, to- so reference. Oh, that's good. Like I, I make references to like coming to America Friday all all day, right? From the moment we met, <laughs> making coming to America references, I did not get them. So I'm like, yeah, I'm giving you gold here, and you're not like you're like I've never seen that movie. Like, why am I friends with you? Oh my god! He kept he kept making references because it's it's natural to to my body. I finally watched it a month ago. Uh, right. I watched it. I probably need to watch it again because I he made references after I watched it and I didn't get it. I mean, I've seen it multiple times, a hundred times. Okay, very easily a hundred times. So it's just one of those movies that's just in your grandma's house that you just watch. I can see why it's like a such a cultural staple, though. It's either that or Benny Hinn. <laughs> There's been in Crusades tapes. <laughs> what you what you gonna pick? Well, that's something that's similar in our families, <laughs> in our cultures. <laughs> My mom loved Benny Hinn. What's your next question? Okay. 
<laughs> just slapping people with the okay. He was. <laughs> he was out doing there doing the most. All right. Um, the, oh. <laughs> uh, what does what does compromise look like in your area in that arena? I said, what what does compromise look like in that arena? We already talked about that. Um, Wait, can you say the question again? What does compromise uh, look like in that area? So in the area of our marriage and uh, culture and yeah, stuff culture. like that. Um. I think oh, oh, for me, like I can only think of the pregnancy, think of like the mm-hmm. um, that stuff. Like I just um, text my um, my family, hey, this is what the gender is, this is what the name is. Boom. We're and, not putting it on social media, right? So like, and that and that's pretty much like I don't do social media like heavily like that anyway. When it comes to like personal personal stuff, so um, that was the only thing uh, for me. I'm trying to think of anything else of a compromise that that. You got one? Um, I I think the compromise that we make is that um, I think we're constantly like questioning like what is... Specifically family. What is family and what's culture and what do we want to keep? Mm-hmm. And I think for us, that's the compromise that we do. It's like we, we do question that. We do interrogate that. Um, I think that's that's really... Really it's something that we do. We kind of sift through, filter what we want to keep, what do we, what do we value, what's healthy to us as a family, and what is not healthy. Yeah, I think some of like the holiday traditions also mm-hmm. is something that we've um, mm-hmm. we both looked at. Cause, yeah, like Thanksgiving, we don't do right. Thanksgiving. Yeah, so stuff looking at stuff like that, and like okay, mm-hmm. culturally this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Like Thanksgiving is huge, black people, so like that's where everybody goes to the auntie uh, mm-hmm. grandma's house and like and uh, like i would like <laughs> that's where everybody goes I, w- I would like to like go to family houses but like for me like as for me and my house like we just gonna take the day off and we gonna hang out if we, mm-hmm. if we order pizza we order pizza yeah like we're know, not gonna make a big deal out of yeah, it yeah and my family hasn't celebrated thanksgiving I don't remember last time we celebrate Thanksgiving. Like maybe I have extended family, like an auntie that has a dinner or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like my immediate family, which actually goes to your next question, mm-hmm. which is you know how is your family different than the rest of your cultures? Yeah. The rest of your culture is it a traditional Black or Haitian family? Yeah, is it a traditional Haitian family? I would say my family, the way my mom is. First of all, let me talk to you about my mom <laughs> and <laughs> my, my dad. Okay, my <laughs> um, they were like political activist hippies okay when they met that's why we got middle names like moonflower (laughs) (laughs) and flower queen Mm. the sun like that is actually the name of my sister the sun that's it (laughs) really that's what i mean so lisa yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) um so you know my fam my mom was already like non-conformist from her family the rest of my family is Catholic. My mom is Protestant. Um, and even when my mom became Christian, she was still out of the box. Like, she doesn't fit in with other Protestant Christians. Yeah. So we've never, like, one thing about my mom is what I really appreciate is that she always, she kind of sifted through in her own way, you know, while being a single mother being the only single mother among her siblings, among her family, the only unmarried um, mother, she really had to find her own way. So she she really sifted with God as to like what things she want to keep, what things she doesn't want to keep. So in many ways, as an adult, I'm 
there's a lot of things I'm like reconnecting and relearning. Even now, my mom is like, there's something she's like, you know, Haitian culture is like this. I was like, but you didn't raise us like that. (laughs) (laughs) We, my mom raised us to be um, proud of being Haitian, but also really um, our identity um, was found in like our purpose Mm -hmm. and our destiny. And like, she always spoke about who God created us to be that kind of stuff. So I would say we were already nonconformists. Mm, yeah. <laughs> My family is. What do you think about your family? My family, we were just like, we were surviving. So we didn't have like enough. Um, there wasn't like any necessarily black pride. We understood our blackness. We lived our blackness. It was just something that we were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily something that we, um, that was like taught. Like this is, you know, as a black man this is what you learn like it wasn't a lot of that it wasn't like intentional this is what blackness is yeah Yeah. so um and we were separated from like my dad's sisters my mom's like family like we were the they were the only ones that were in tampa Mm -hmm. so like my dad's from georgia my mom's from uh ohio Mm -hmm. so like they were separated from their families and like it was like okay well then they just doing what we're just doing what we're doing we're just living so the neighborhood kind of taught us our blackness the Mm -hmm. um the schools that we went to the friends that we had and we didn't like you know the church like every um black history month my mom my mom is a wealth of information though when it comes to black people stuff it just flows out of her she doesn't intentionally like sit sit us down and teach stuff but if something comes up and like in a flash then she's like oh yeah i was walking down the street with uh muhammad ali and this <laughs> Wait, literally that's a, that that's a literal that's a literal story, story? <laughs> yeah I was, <laughs> I was walking down the street with muhammad ali and when he passed by this is what i saw like i was like okay mom like can we so she does record she records and um uh, she she uh, codified, so she writes it down and she um, records stuff. But she has like a whole bunch of stories. She did, she had like a radio station in the sixties and in the nineties. Like it was, she has a whole whole. That's backstory. funny because my mom had a radio station in Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she I learned a lot of information from my mom just about blackness and about. Um, but as an adult, right? But, but not as a kid. No. As a, kid as, as a kid too, she would just whenever things would pop up, she doesn't like sit you down. But whenever things would pop up, or like whenever I'm watching a documentary about mm-hmm. something, she lived it, and so she would just tell me about like very specific things. And she was also a journalist, so she tells it in a very um, detailed way about like and like not necessarily emotional, but like just a storyteller, yeah, in a, a storyteller type of way. That's so where that's, Alex gets his storytelling from. So that's how I learned. Um, <laughs> about just blackness and yeah. yeah that is so cool your mom just like dropped that she walked down the street with Muhammad Ali it's like yeah he was, he was wearing this and he smells so good she was like she put it on her girl hey check this out <laughs> chill out I ain't like none of what you was doing I ain't like none of what that was going on over there so next question before before I get upset. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, no. the man smell good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what do? What so do flustered? we? What do we want so to teach our children about our culture? She had a life before you, Alex. Absolutely. She's been married since sixteen. So like, she, she had a life. I'm just saying. <laughs> all right. Um, if it included Muhammad Ali, who are you two? We gonna edit this out. That's what we gonna do. <laughs> We'll edit all this out. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I'd love is. to um, interview and see what just her thoughts about stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, okay, can I just say something okay. too? 
Also, you're the youngest in your family. Mm-hmm. And like, can you talk about your age differences between your your <laughs> oldest sibling? My oldest sibling is 23 years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was, my mom was pregnant at her graduation, uh, her college graduation. Was she in her 40s Who? when she gave birth to you? 41. 41. Yeah, so. she, she was 41 when she had me. Um, By the yeah. time you came around. She was done. She was done cooking. She was done. <laughs> like I was. I was cooking at six <laughs> in the morning, Saturday mornings. You can ask my, my my siblings eggs and and uh, eggs. Were you cooking for just, other people? Or no, just, just me. Because ain't nobody waking up with me. You the youngest in, in the house. Ain't nobody waking up. I'm, I already ate my eggs by the time somebody comes downstairs for while I'm watching Saturday morning. I'm like what's up? <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a big age difference. Yeah. Um. So like I kind of. Everybody was out doing their own thing by the time I was 12. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody, like, the closest mm-hmm. one to me is six years older than me. Yeah. So, everybody was doing their own own thing. So, I kind of mm-hmm. learned. I had one-on-one time with my parents, but I also, like. Kind of learned a lot of things on your own, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. My bad, baby. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. What's your next question? All right. <laughs> Trying my mama. That's what you're doing. I'm not. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> I think it's cool. So, um, what do you want to teach our children about our culture? Oh, language. Yeah. Creole yeah. language for sure. Yeah. I've already looked at books um, on Amazon that like, you know, like little kid books where you teach them like, you know, um, colors and um, animals and stuff like that. I've looked up books that has them in English and in Creole. Um, language is so important because we live here in America. They're going to learn English in America just by osmosis, you know, mm-hmm. but like to teach them Creole, I have to be very intentional about it. I want my child to be able to speak Creole. So that's so, so important to me. I would feel like I failed yeah. <laughs> as a, like, as a Haitian parent, if my child didn't know or understand Creole, like, yeah. So okay. language, <laughs> super important for me. For me, it's language because Ebonics is such a rich cult. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to learn it, though. This is by being around me, being around their father, being around their father. Yeah. You understand that? So, yeah. Um, one and of those... Alex B, here's the funny thing about Alex, I have to say. Were was you about it? to move on to the next question? No, I wasn't. Did I interrupt you? You did not. You did, but you... go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so, one of the funny things about Alex is that, like, even though he's from Tampa, Florida, he be picking up slang everywhere, every black community in America. <laughs> <laughs> and he just be dropping it randomly and I swear he knows what he's doing. No. And I'm like, I don't know what you just said. Okay? <laughs> I came from Haiti to Florida. I only know Florida black people slang. Stop bringing Chicago and New York yeah. and like California, like stop. But I study. Like you you you'll just randomly see me watching like um accents. Like what is a, a deep? I have a list of my favorite accents. If you want to go in the comments, if you want me to, to say those, it'll be in the description box. It won't. It will not. <laughs> it won't be. But I like. I have like a top ten list of accents that I like. Um, like black people accents. I have yeah. like. Um, I just like other people's the way of speaking, and very specifically, black people's way of speaking. Yeah. Um. So I kind of study that like independent study because I just think it's cool. Mm-hmm, you do. So, yeah, I would just be catching him watching videos of like just different hoods across America, their slang and their mm-hmm. accents, stuff like that, which I think is pretty interesting. So, yeah, I think what do I want to pass down? Just blackness in general. Yeah. Like the I mean, of course, they're going to get it from black Twitter. But like I, I want <laughs> it's, 
you don't know how big black twitter is going to be by the time the baby gets gets able to uh like 10 or what do you want to teach them i want to teach them how to use black twitter <laughs> <laughs> so no i want to like just blackness in general just mm-hmm. like um what is it what is it like to be black um in america of course we're going to talk about the the downsides of that what would it be conscious of but also just like not necessarily pride but just like hey you black also you're you're i want you to be i, say pride. I want you to be proud of your haitian um your, your haitian culture but you're also black so i want you to be um very i guess proud of that also yeah be proud of being black american that's cool too so because then like it's i just think it's really cool um there's a lot of there's a lot of negative, but there's a lot of bright spots. There's, just, there's so, much. so much love. So I just want to, I just want to, whenever I get a chance, like if whenever I learn something, I just throw it, throw it back at the other baby, mm-hmm. or throw it back at my children. So yeah. that's what I really want to pass down. Just like you're black and your daddy's little, he's from Florida. So there's, there's something <laughs> different. There's something different about Florida people. And y'all gonna stop coming after Florida? Okay. I'm sorry. Come after Florida. Y'all gonna people? stop coming after Florida people, man. Y'all, all of y'all, the the states that are above us, y'all migrate down here. So I'm not gonna say y'all send y'all dregs down here, yeah, but I'm, but y'all send a lot of you send your dregs down here, and then you say, oh, Florida man, which is real. It's just real. A lot of the it's real, but it's not just us. Some of the natives be looking at looking at y'all, looking at y'all like, like what, what is y'all happening? Doing? What is going on? It, all those the weird people you see and that they don't be having Florida. They came accents. from the north. Yeah, facts. I'm here with you, babe. <laughs> and I just to add on to that, um, you know, not the last little rant you just gave. <laughs> <laughs> to add on to the rant. But the first part. Just to add on to that, um, I would say um I just want to be very intentional about teaching them important figures in different fields. Like inventors, it's so weird. Like as an adult, I'm learning about all these black inventors, but yeah. I know I knew all these like white inventors in school. Like, no, we're gonna teach them. We're gonna teach them. Um, the lady who, um, the GPS. You know, mm. there's lady who created the fork, black. Flashlight. Like all these people, flashlight. All no, the flashlight. I'm sorry. Maybe flashlight. the flashlight. The stoplight. Stoplight. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the traffic light, right? Traffic light. Yeah. yeah. That black. So like learning all these things like i want them to be very intentional about like the history of black greatness in america also did y'all know that george washington carver did not invent peanut butter i was on a full rant on youtube (laughs) in the comment section (laughs) on the youtube and i helped him and i was like yeah baby (laughs) no he didn't he did a whole bunch of other stuff with peanuts a thousand other things with peanuts but But not peanut but not peanut butter so what was he doing in that lab then why did we learn that he he, he, he we just we took peanuts? George Washington Carver did everything. Everybody with learned that in school though. I don't know. That's crazy. I don't know, man. <laughs> so fun, <we're> fact. Gonna, <laughs> fun fact. Fun <laughs> <laughs> fact. Right. Um, what else? I think that's kind of the same. What do we want to pass down? No, what don't we want to pass? Oh, what down? don't we want to pass down? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say, um, one of the things for me about Haitian culture is like separating culture from superstition. What does that look like? Um, so that's something I'm learning myself to filter through. Um, even with the pregnancy, like I had to think to myself, okay, why don't Haitian people are open about their pregnancy? Well, it's a religious thing. You don't want people, not a religious, a spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Haitians are very spiritual, right? They're aware of like 
you know, um, demonic energy, that kind of stuff. They're very like mindful of it so that when they value something, they try to protect it, you know, with, you know, positive, powerful, you know, um, um, God, prayer, whatever, or just taking actual like steps like i'm not gonna tell people i'm pregnant until like i'm about ready to give birth Mm -hmm. you're gonna find out how you're gonna find out and it's a way it's like protecting what is sacred to you and so really discovering like okay what's what's superstitious and what is culture and even in doing that i recognize you know what there is for me i find there's value in it like in that privacy and when i am ready to bring up pregnancy like right now i'm the second sem- um trimester trimester right i'm at the end yep i'm at the end of my um second trimester so at this point i'm ready to um to be a little bit more pl- public with it mm-hmm. um but I, i'm i realized i did accept that so i think for me that's the thing yeah. that's the biggest thing for me with haitian culture what's What's superstitious? What is culture? Um, and filtering that out. Um, I don't want to pass down fear and inadequacy. Hmm. Um, that's of like the all like Black Americans. Um, just from I know everybody wasn't slaves there, but like the slavery uh, mindset coming down and like. I just don't want to, just the fear of all things, the fear of trying, the fear mm-hmm. of um, being who you are. Um, mm-hmm. you, of course, you're going to have to navigate in this world, but don't, um, that fear and the inadequacy of, of trying things. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of black excellence, and like, not to have excellence be your goal, but to just walk in it. Just, just it's walk, already your identity. Yeah, just walk in your excellence. Yeah. Um, I like that, baby. Yeah. So that's really what I want to pass down yeah. to, to my, um, to I like our, that. yeah. I like that a lot, babe. That's Black good. crazy. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, mean? there's definitely that, that in the Haitian culture as well. There's a lot of pride, but there's also a lot of like wanting to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. And that wanting to prove yourself creates a lot of parents put a lot of pressure on their kids mm-hmm. because of it. Like you have to succeed. Doctor, engineer. Yeah, you have to like take on this mantle, this pressure. And um and that's definitely something I don't want to pass on as well. Mm-hmm. Um I would say another thing I don't want to pass on um is the idea that being black will limit your interests. Being oh. black can limit, like just from a societal standpoint, there are things that, there are already limits that are put on us. Yeah. We don't want to- Limit ourselves. Limit ourselves. Like if you want to like skiing, be, go ski. Don't say, you know, don't let nobody tell you black people don't ski. Black right. people don't go camping. Black people don't go do this or do that. Like I want, my child to have our child to have like a yeah uh the freedom to be interested in different things without feeling like they are not black if they're interested in it or they're like going into white territory you know okay. not letting their interests be limited but i also want them to be aware when they go into things that aren't necessarily yeah you know what i'm saying but i don't want them to to stop i just want them to be aware I think there's a difference between operating in wisdom and operating in mm-hmm. in fear and un- 
unfortunately our wisdom comes from the fact that we have legitimate things to be afraid of um and i mean We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk we about have that. a whole episode that we're going to be fo- focused on how do we talk to our kids about blackness in, mm-hmm. in America. So we're going to be talking about that deeper. Was that our last question? That was it, baby. Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. This is the next part. <laughs> you go first because you, you're so excited. I, I'll let you rock. Um, no, I'm a, I want to hear the phrases for you. So you do a phrase, I do a phrase. We yeah. go back and forth? Yeah, back and forth. Okay. Um, we gonna, It's brick. What? It's brick. That's the phrase? Mm-hmm. The, it's brick in here. It's brick outside. It's cold? Yes. It's a uh, New York term. Oh, that was kind of easy. Did you start out with yeah, an easy one on purpose? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Come, go ahead. Um, there are no easy ones for you. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you it in Creole, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to give you the translation. Let me tell you something. The translation is not going to help you. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the Creole expression is wap con George. And the English translation is you'll know George. Creole. Wap con George. Translation. You'll know George. Give me a context. Like what, what, what was said before that? That that is the sentence. I'm saying, oh, they, I just gotta go straight up. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, You'll there's no George. easy ones. King George. <laughs> so it's a phrase. The monkey. It's a phrase that you say. And what? Okay. I don't know. You don't know. Just like you not give me enough context. That's to give you the context will give you the definition. All right, go ahead. You'll know George. So what that means is it's like it's like a warning. I I felt that. It's like a, um, why didn't you say it then? Because Don't say I, I felt that afterwards. No, okay. Like you're you like, should have okay, said yeah, that. You don't know George. And like that, that's what it is. But like, I don't know what George means. I'm trying to figure out who George is. That's that's the thing. George does not matter in this thing. Okay. <laughs> if you felt that, you should have said it. You can't go backwards and say it. I will. Next time. I will. Because now I don't believe you. Well, it's okay. <laughs> basically, it's basically the same thing. Like, basically, you're going to find out the consequences of your action. Whether or not it means you stepping to up to me and you're like, oh, you know, like, oh, she thinks she could do this. Uh, or you could say, or it's like playing a parent may say to a child, like, you know, if their behavior is like problematic and you're like, you, oh, you won't find out. Okay. Like this concept, like this is gonna, something that's going to come back on you later. So it's a warning of a future consequence or something like that. Okay. Or that person, like what you're doing is going to give you, whether those consequences come from me or they come from life, you're going to find out. It's okay. basically, you're going to find out. Yeah. You're going to find out basically just like that. <laughs> Give your next phrase. Jowsing. 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 See, you give me one word. What is the sentence? He's jowsing. Joking? No. Like joking around? Just talking. He's just jowsing. Like he talked too much. Like he's one of those. He's like he's one of those people. Like oh, rambling. Like, like yeah, I'm gonna go to the store and then then I was I was with old girl yesterday. I'm like you just jowsing. Not lying, but like he's just talking. He ain't gonna do nothing. Oh, like somebody who. What? Where does that come from? Oakland. Oakland. 
Mm-hmm. I had to go to E40 for that one. <laughs> I had a whole video with E40 just telling me different phrases. Because like, you, you you know all of those with Florida stuff. So I'm like, man. That's true. I do. I told him to go out, out of Florida because I know those. Okay. Giant. And it, it's it's still black people in but, America. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, Jowsing. I've never used that term until just now. This one is like um, a sans gâté, which means rotten blood. So um, I could say that something, a you know, ça fait some, some gâté, some, we fait some gâté. Like you, like you. Um, so that's how you would say, it. like, um, in a to translate rotten. it to English, it's like rotten blood. Like he. This thing um, ruins my blood. <laughs> so, makes me kind of the same thing. Like, makes my blood boil. Yeah, makes me angry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. Basically, makes me angry. Mm-hmm. But in Hades, it's not boiling. It mm-hmm. ruins it. <laughs> yeah, it ruins it. <laughs> it just totally ruins extra. it. Y'all, all of y'all extra. <laughs> if I'm just okay. going by your mom in general, you and your mother. Well, Haitians are extra. Period. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm going on. That's true. Go ahead. Okay. Ooey Wapti. What? She hit me with the Ooey Wapti. She hit me with the Ooey Wapti? Mm-hmm. What? She was attractive or something? No, she hit me with the... Uh, what is it? She... Wait, hold on. Either she's attractive or she, like, caught me off guard. She kicked me out of the house. Because <laughs> I was a cheating bastard. So she, <laughs> no. I'm creating a whole story with this. So, no. The Ui Wapti is kind of like the okie doke. Okay. You know what the, you don't know what the no, okie doke is? I could have did the okie doke. Okay. What? I'm extra. Do you see this? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I don't know what you know. Because you're always on black Twitter. You're always learning stuff. All right. So, boom. The, hit me with the okie doke. Like, the, um, like she tricked me. Oh. She hit me with the Ui Wapti. That's Chicago. Okay. That is a sentence that somebody would use. She hit me in what decade is this? Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Wow. Okay. It was, that's literally a phrase from a Kanye West song. Okay. She hit me with the Ui Wapti. Then I got flashed by the Pavarazzi. Man, these got me. Okay. Les poules la guindan. Les poules la guindan. The English translation is when the chicken um, has teeth. Oh, well, uh, like when the pigs, uh, when pigs fly. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can like, you yeah, imagine? Yeah, when the chicken has <laughs> teeth. <laughs> That's the real. That's funny. Oh, yeah, you're going to go outside when the chicken got teeth. <laughs> I'm going to do that to the baby. Oh, yeah, we're going to go outside when the chicken got teeth. That's what we're going to do it. That's not how you use it. It's like, um, you know, if um, if the baby was like, you know, hey, daddy, when we going to go fishing? And you're like, yeah, when the chicken have teeth. Something like that. Like, it's like That's an exactly answer. That's what I said. But going outside, you're never going to go outside? I'm saying, like, go outside. I wanted to be there with your excitement. It just wasn't. Right, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Fool individual. Um, crazy. Fake. Fugazi. It's short for Fugazi. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 
and fugazi. <laughs> I could have did fugazi. No, I think you had explained to me fugazi before, like a couple years ago. Okay, fugazi. Fu, fu is the shortened re- version of fugazi. Fugazi is um, just fake, like th- th- those shoes of fu. A fugazi. I used yeah. to sell the food. I used to, well, what I say is I used to sell the gazes. He did used to sell <laughs> counterfeit shoes. <laughs> he he was he was that guy. <laughs> I used to sell the gazes. He was that guy <laughs> in the hood that had the the, the shoes that you made deals with. <laughs> Forty dollars. Forty dollars for your new jeans. <laughs> Just a little background on Alex. <laughs> Yeah, he was very proud of it too when he told me about it. I was man, I had a business, 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 I had a doing business as an EIN number. I was out here for the Fugazis. For the Fugazis, here's one. Um, why do you have an EIN for the Fugazis? I'm ready, I'm ready. All right, I'm here. Why does he have a what? An EIN number for the Fugazis. While you're sending counterfeit shoes, Lord. I wanted to do it the right way, Grace. <laughs> Listen, as long as IRS get their money, they don't care. Okay, I wasn't making no money. You weren't? Okay, no. well. <laughs> you know. Doing business. LLC. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Legitimizing so his counterfeit shoes. Ridiculous. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, this one. Timari pap mote, timari pap desun. Mm-hmm. Those are words. That's a, those, see, all these things are like phrases. The transition is little Mary will not go up, little Mary will not come down. They said in succession with each other? Mm-hmm. It all comes, it's all one phrase. Timari pap mote, timari pap desun. Little Mary will not go up, little Mary will not come down. You ain't going up. Like, like basically, like, not you ain't going up, but like, it's kind of like uh, the same thing as like, when the teeth, when the chicken has teeth, you're like, little Mary ain't gonna go up, little Mary ain't gonna go down, so you ain't doing none of that evil. No, not quite, not at all, actually. It's the opposite. So, with when a chicken has teeth, is that this will never happen? This phrase means things will stay the same. Mm-hmm. So, let's say somebody promised you something, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, they said they were gonna do something, maybe, and uh, like, gonna fix my car or whatever. You're like, well, then you could use that phrase. You could use that phrase to like to show that somebody didn't keep their promise, like things didn't change. Or you could say something like, let's say a politician um, was, you know, put into power and they said they're going to do all these changes. And you're like, OK, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's, a, it's a very cynical way of saying that things won't change. That's interesting. So it's the tone of it is cynical. Okay. It's not just like things will stay the same, like in a happy way. It's like, no, this is kind of cynical, like. Timari wap mose, timari wap desun. Okay, ain't nothing gonna change. It's kind of like that. Is that it? Yeah, you want more? <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. You did good. I think having the translation to English, but here, I think one thing that helps too is that you get a lot of context clues from facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And when I was saying it in Creole, I was giving like the tone yeah. of the phrase. So I think that helped you. Black people are black people. Yeah, like when you say like when the teeth had when the chicken has teeth, like that that's very that sounds like a country grandma all day. <laughs> so like it makes sense. Uh, us descendants of Africans, man. Yeah. <laughs> when the chicken got teeth, I'm just trying to imagine a chicken with teeth. <laughs> when it grows teeth, 
<laughs> I'm saying that. I'm taking it. Go ahead. I'm taking that. But you better say it in Creole. Okay. I'm learning, y'all. He I'm is. Learning. He's yeah, learning, learning Creole. I wanted to say a phrase, but I didn't remember one. So <laughs> Come, learning. we'll catch you later. I'm learning. Yeah, on the next one. <laughs> so the next time we're talking about black relations, probably uh, we don't, we're not sure what we're gonna do. Yet. We're not sure what we're gonna talk about um, next time. So okay, we'll catch you later. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please download our app and subscribe to us on YouTube. Our YouTube page is called My Black Therapy TV. You can also find us on Facebook under My Black Therapy LLC and our Instagram, which is at official My Black Therapy. You can also support us on Patreon just by searching My Black Therapy. Or going to patreon.com slash my black therapy.